Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm David Amino, the writer-director of Deviation. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Com up in my boundaries. Get up to my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snakes, genius, with Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Road Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen. Hello from this oven, which used to be my bedroom. Wow. <laughs> Oh my God, it's too warm. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> if I could actually be bothered, I'd cut in the uh, the soundbite from Good Morning Vietnam. Doesn't he go on yeah. about it's too damn hot? It's hot. It's hot. Damn hot. Hot <laughs> wet. That's the one, but I just I can't be bothered finding the clip because it's too damn hot. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's warm. How are you? <laughs> are you okay? Other than warm? Yes. I'm doing fine. The, the UK is not kitted out for warm weather. As so, shown by the uh, the moorland fires that are surrounding us at the moment. Isn't it just? Or by uh, the melting tarmac near my day job place. Somebody was showing off the motorbike the other day and the kickstand just dug up the tarmac because it oh, melted. Ouch. He was not impressed because he was sat on the bike at the time. So that was quite funny. Mm. Pretty much went arse overhead. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny oh. games. Um, it, it's odd though isn't it no matter what the weather is we're always complaining about it oh of course we are we're complaining it was too cold raining all the time yeah i think what we need is we just need weather in like two or three day periods so right sunny for monday to thursday and then thursday to sunday it'll rain so we can just pl- schedule it a bit more i think i prefer to put the rain in the week and have like sunny weekends well, yeah, but you you drive. I don't. If it's raining in the week, then I would um, I'd have to walk to work and get soaked. I suppose I could buy a brolly. How far is it to the bus stop? About fifteen minutes. Or if I'm walking from my workplace downtown, it's half an hour walk. So that. So it's sucks. fifteen minutes from your house to the bus stop. No, 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 no not that bus stop. The other <laughs> bus stop at the other end. It's about two minutes from my house to the bus stop. I was going to say, but it's at the I know end. you can still get very wet in two minutes, but pretty yeah. much. But enough about Fifty Shades of Grey. We're not going to talk about that film this week. Oh, so, you just did. Pretty much, I did. I let it that part out. Yeah, that's the only bit allowed. Is it? Yeah. No, I'm not going to edit it. It's too much that hard work. 
Yeah. It's too hot. <laughs> it is too we hot. We mentioned that already. In case we didn't mention the fact it's like 30 degrees over here, I can hear Neil Johnson and Tracy Birdsall going, do you know what? That's not hot. That's nighttime shooting for us. Because, yeah, yes, you guys shoot in a desert. Yes, we get it. Yeah, but that's a dry heat. It's a total different thing. I mean, you and me both know, you know, kind of been over in Las Vegas. It's been absolutely blistering. Yep. But because it's a dry heat, you don't feel it as much. Yeah, that's true. I mean, with the canteen at my day job, we go in it and it's actually hotter than anything else. And you will come out dripping. It feels like you're walking into a sauna. It's horrible. <laughs> it's not pleasant. Not no. Oh. And when you get a net phone in you up at lunchtime going, I'm soaked. I'm like, I don't want to know. <laughs> who is he or who is she? Whatever. I'll kill them. Yeah, who spilled <laughs> the drink over you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's go down that road. That's exactly what I meant by that comment. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad she doesn't listen to these podcasts anymore. But someday she may. So, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Hello, Annette. Uh, one funny thing, Rob from Sci-Fi Wales. Hi, Rob. He now listens to these podcasts, but he listens to them sort of backwards. So he, he messaged me the other week and he said, are you on something called TuneIn? And I went, no, what's that? And he said, it's like an audio podcast thing. I'm like, nope, but leave it with me and I'll sort it out. Apparently, <laughs> if you're on TuneIn, it works through the Google thingy or Amazon Alexa or whatever the hell it is. It works, Sweet. It works through that. So I'm like, leave it with me. So I submitted yeah. that. So he's listened to the new one and then the previous one and then the previous one. And uh, uh, he phoned me up last week and he went, can I just ask a question? What's the Labrador? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So he'd listened to all the stories about <laughs> Kess and the spam bots and Kess is winning and Kess hasn't won and Kess has been disqualified. And he didn't even know who Kess was because he'd not listened to that episode yet. Oh, so in a couple of weeks, he's going to phone you up and say, I get it now. Yeah, no, I think he's got to that episode now because he's listening to like four or five episodes per day. God bless him. That's obviously a heat stroke oh. or something. I don't know. Rob, you need help, dude. <laughs> um, so he'll listen to this one tomorrow when he's at work because it'll be uploaded. And then the next episode he'll listen to will be like seven episodes or eight episodes ago. So it's a bit... Wow. It's like a, a drunk Groundhog Day sort of thing. <laughs> so he will have <laughs> no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, God bless you, Rob. He did say, he said, I might go back and just start episode number one. I'm like, please don't. Because <laughs> even yeah, I. Way, 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 way. Even I don't go back and listen to those because I bet the sound quality is horrendous and I don't know. I've obviously not got into the whole groove of things, if in fact I have now. Nobody knows. Um, Definitely. Go back to the start of this year, maybe kind of, you know, halfway through last year. Well, no, because I was thinking that. It's like if he's. If he's not going to go back to the beginning or whatever, he misses out on all the Harold, big pimping shows. He misses out on John yeah. Fouts. He misses out on oh, Anthony yeah. Alex. He misses out on those movie roundtable podcasts that we used to do for a little while. Yes, with Simon. So you think about it, like all the early Brooke Lewis stuff and all you know, Nabil from Only Fools Norses. He misses does. There are a lot of good ones. Um, but there's probably a lot of bad ones as well. There's the the Northampton years when Skype would crap out 19, 20 uh, times in an hour. Yes. Then I did have to edit. <laughs> so I don't quite know. Anyway, I'm not going to spend the whole episode talking about Rob. Although I'll talk about him a little bit more. It's finally announced yes. the Doctor Strange cast member Zara Fithian is attending Sci-Fi Wheels. I had seen and I'd yes. put a big like on it. I am very And I shared it. Good. I'm very happy about that, and I knew that Zara was going anyway, but until he's announced it, it's not official. Yeah, it's not official. Um, So... Yeah, I am really looking forward to that. Yes. 
Exactly. I mean, the, the guys, the guys and girls. Sorry, I shouldn't kind of generalize. Um, the people he has going are looking really good this year. I'm, I'm, I am really looking forward to it. They are. And uh, Zara's just put out a tweet saying, "Very much looking forward to meeting these peeps." And I've uh, tagged Zara in it. She's put likewise. So, yeah. <laughs> not that Zara listens to this podcast, but thank you, Zara. It's very nice. Yeah. So that'll be good. So the will it has been confirmed that there will be a Doctor Strange panel. Oh, I'll start getting my questions together now. Yeah, please do. <laughs> please do. Because you know what it's like when you go, right, audience, any questions? No? Okay. Yeah, I hope I'm not the only one that's yeah, got their hand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So there'll be Zara Fithina, we up there in Clemso. Uh, mm-hmm. so, and then me, obviously. I don't know whether I'm going to walk around or whether I'm just going to sit next to them and chat. I quite like being behind the panel table because it gives me the impression yeah. that I'm actually on a panel. It's quite nice. Very sneaky. It's very <laughs> it's personable good. as well. I think so. You know, you're not distancing yourselves from the people you're interviewing. No, just, no. You know, which isn't you. You know, you don't do that anyway. You know, you, it's it's a very informal, happy chat when yeah, you do your kind of interviews. No. It's your style. I like to think so anyway. I've yeah. not had anybody tell me off yet. And there is a guest that has been confirmed but has not been publicly announced. So, Rob, you need to hurry up and announce this person because I'm about to out them. But you did send me a text message saying they've been confirmed. Uh, Virginia Hay. Oh, excellent. So I will be doing some sort of panel with Virginia Hay. So I'm looking forward to that because it's like uh, Mad Max 2, Living Daylights, yep. Farscape. Yeah. You know, she's worked with Mr. Neil Johnson as well. So I will, uh, oh. I'll have to have a chat with Neil. You'll have to drop that name in. I will. <laughs> well, I'm hoping Neil might attend because he's going to be in the country around that time. But if he can work fing- it, yeah. fingers crossed. He'll need to bring his hairstylist or whatever because that sea air will just kick the crap out of his, uh, his hair, won't it? Now, the question is if he's yep. going, mm-hmm. would he be entering into the cosplay? As, as David Coverdale. <laughs> well, I don't think so because he'd just win it, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, he, he, they'd probably say, David, you can't play yourself. No, he'd be like, I hope, I hope he doesn't mishear that. And he's like, well, why? <laughs> I'm Hollywood. I can play myself anytime I wish. Thank you very oh. much. But uh, it's July now. How's that happened? Yes. <laughs> the year is, we, we've lost half the year. We have. Well, have we lost it? We've enjoyed that half year. It's gone too quick. There's a lot of stuff oh, yeah. that I should have done that I haven't. <laughs> Isn't there always? Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> pretty much true. But July is scary. Not only is it amazing because Mission Impossible 6 comes out this month, uh, 23rd or something, I think it is, whatever, 20-something. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But also, I've just realized about an hour ago, later this month, I'm hosting uh, of Gods and Warriors screening in Manchester yes. with Will Meller. And it's like, oh shit, that's in like three weeks. Maybe I need to do some prep. <laughs> yes. Maybe I need to find out how the Q&A works. Is it beforehand? Yep. Is it a little bit of an intro beforehand? Is it half an hour at the end of the film? Is it an hour at the end of the film? How does it work? Is there an intermission in the film? Uh, no, you can't have an intermission in a film. No. Uh, I'm showing know. my age. No. It's, uh, the film's, you know, it's not like a four-hour epic or anything. It's regular, proper length. So I will, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. This, this month, it's in like three weeks. Yeah, quite three weeks on Thursday. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, three yeah. weeks on Thursday. I really do need to arrange the time off at work, don't I? So <laughs> that might be one of my tasks. I think. Uh, I think this week. 
And then, what else? Uh, the camera stuff may be over in July or August, so later this month that stuff might arrive. Ready Looking for the next stage. I feel really bad because I've done no updates on the Kickstarter, but there's not a lot happened other than me tinkering around with the scripts and just turning it into a shooting script. I don't really want to just keep updating people with, today I edited a page. Exactly, so, yeah. So hopefully nobody's really knocked. Um, but there's Kickstarters I've backed that haven't done an update for like three years, so I'm not too worried. Ah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's fun and games. So are you looking forward to Sci-Fi Wales, though? I am, yes. Uh, I mean, we've always, you know, since we went to the first one, what have you, we've always had fun there, you know. Okay, it can get a bit manic at times. You know, I'm sure Rob will say that as well, yep. due to the fact that he's the guy that uh, gets kind of on edge because it's going manic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's always gone very well. It's always been very much enjoyed. You know, the actual town um, is great. You know, kind of we stay over. You know, we basically make a bit of a day of it on the Sunday as well. So yeah, it, it's a nice break. You know, you've got. Fun time. I know it's not really a break as such for you because you're the one in front of the camera. Oh, it is. A, it is a break. It's like <laughs> yeah. I, I get to step away from a TV screen, stand on stage, and talk to movie stars. It's great. It's my. <laughs> it is a break for me. It's. It's. Yeah. It's not a rest and relaxation by any means, but it's certainly. I love it. It's good. Well, at least not until it's over and we get to kind of hit the restaurants and what have you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get the old uh, Welsh waffles. Yes. And whatnot. Ice cream and waffles. Ooh. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that w- that will be fun. So I'm just I'm happy that he's now announcing some more guests. Yes. And good uh, on you, Rob. Exactly. Well done, Rob. Keep announcing them. Thank you. More yeah. please. More please. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to in the past week? I don't think I've seen you. I've I've spoke to you, but no, I'm, I'm um, sure I've seen you. Well, this is it. I've been uh, working on lates this week, as you're well aware. Um, so. I don't know. The morning always seems to just disappear when you're doing that. Mm. You know, you, you set off for work, kind of just turned 11 because it's about an hour to where I go. Slightly less at that time of day. So, yeah, I can afford to leave five minutes later kind of thing. Yep. Um, so, basically, you're kind of getting up half eight, nine o'clock, having a bit of a lie-in. You know, by the time you've got a coffee down here and what have you, it's 10 o'clock. So, you've got an hour before you're going. Yep. Um, so there's not a lot being done there. You're getting home, you know, kind of nine o'clock in the evening. Um, so you're basically not doing much then. Uh, so it's, it's been a kind of nowhere week that way. Um, but I have ordered myself a new laptop, mm-hmm. which, um, I have typical kind of problems with delivery drivers. So, um, <laughs> enough said. Shout, uh, out to, shout out to Hermes by any chance. No, 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 this one's DPD. Oh, okay, they're usually quite good, those. Yeah, well, like I say, it was one of those, it's a case of uh, the original email that got said, yep, you know, it's going to be there by 11 in the morning. I thought, great, yeah, I can take delivery, then go to work. Yes. Um, got up that morning, got another email that said, no, it's going to be kind of one thirty-eight to 2.38. Oh. Right, okay, I'm going to be out. So I basically kind of replied and said, look, can you leave it with the neighbour? Yep. Uh, which they probably didn't, promptly didn't. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, uh, you know, I had to do, uh, try to rearrange the delivery. Yep. So I thought, right, okay, I'll get him to re- re-deliver it to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. 
can't do that. It's outside the delivery depot area. Oh. So apparently the delivery depot for here is Rochdale. So Preston has its own. Right. <laughs> so they won't do that. So it's a case of, right, okay, what about delivering it on a Saturday then? Yeah, we yep. can do that, but it'll cost you more. What about I've what time? Paid for postage. <laughs> what time are they looking to deliver it tomorrow, or were they? Um, at, at the moment, between eight and five. Oh, that's horrendous! And yeah, the DPD is supposed to let you know. There's people listening to this a lot. I don't give two shits about the UK post thing, but never mind. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> they're normally. I'm going to get an email tomorrow in theory that'll tell me down to within an hour. Right. So between that kind of eight and. Five. Just go. Just so, leave it with a neighbour. Come on. If they can deliver it somewhere else, surely they can leave it at number whatever, can't they? You would hope. Well, like I say, I managed to play a blinder, and my boss has come through. He's a real star. So I basically said, um, "Any chance of working from home on Monday?" Oh, nice. So, said, "Yep, go ahead." So Sweet. I brought, brought home one of the desk phones, which will plug into the router, and uh, basically my desk phone at work will phone here. Nice. Good, good. Yeah. And you have an everlasting supply of coffee. I so, don't need to get on the road for you know before 7 o'clock in the morning. I can basically get up at half 7, have a coffee, sit down for 8 o'clock in front of the computer, and away yeah. I go. And wait for your laptop. Yeah, I don't have to wear a uniform. <laughs> Who's going to see me? Fantastic. Yeah. But you won't see Kess the Labrador either. So. Well, that is true. But you know. Kess has taken to kind of um, bin diving. Okay. <laughs> so really? All the waste paper bins, about two or three times a day, going around, checking to see if there's anything she can snapple. Wow. That's impressive. Yep. Somebody's obviously thrown food <laughs> in there at some point. Oh, yeah. Huh. Right. So, I've got so anyway, that was me. Uh, oh, and I've had Emily over this weekend. So, And how, how was that? Enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Good, good. <laughs> now, movie news. Are you excited about the fact that Jim Carrey is rumoured to be playing... Dr. Robotnik in the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie? No. Oh. <laughs> Is that because you're not a Jim Carrey fan, or you're, just, you're not into the whole Sonic the Hedgehog movie, or you think, you know what, live-action and Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm not so sure about it. I like Jim Carrey. He's done some very good roles. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's, I wouldn't go as far as to say comic genius, but he, he's, you know, he's one of the good ones there. Um... I don't know, like you say, it's a case of a live-action Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> It's basically a hedgehog that collects rings by running. I think they are probably going to go the Roger Rabbit way, I think, and do a mixture of animation or CGI, or whatever, yeah. but live-action as well. You think, if you're going to do a Sonic movie, just do it animated, all of it. Just make a cartoon. It's, it's still, you know, it's a, it's a platform gamer. Very yeah. true. But just just think Lego movie. Did you not think when they went we're making a, a Lego movie you went you're out of your mind, there's no way that's gonna I mean I, did, I personally wasn't impressed with the film, but it made a lot of money and everybody did think it was awesome, which you know. I was intrigued to see what they were doing with that. But I mean, yeah. It's one of those things, there's a lot more games out there that would do a lot better with a film transition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sonic, it's only one step up from doing a, a live action version of Space Invaders. True, but they, they are doing a, a movie of Minecraft at some point that is in development. 
Well, that's got a chance. I mean, that's an open world kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've played the Minecraft story mode. No. If didn't they make e- it didn't like even that. know there was one. Of course you did. You bought Emily it. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I bought it. I never played it. I just thought it was another Minecraft game. Here you go. That'll do. Yes. Oh, so, it's basically like a, a Minecraft film. Ah. In a way. It's basically a Minecraft adventure. The characters are done very much in the Minecraft style. A bit mm-hmm. more cartoony. But, you know, it, it's trying to keep true to kind of the style of building, etc. So, yeah, that, I'm quite up for that. Cool. If that they works. do it that way. We shall <laughs> keep our fingers crossed, and hopefully it's better than the Angry Birds movie. There is an Angry Birds 2 movie coming out as well at some point. One word. No. Why? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just one letter. Why? Yes. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it yet, but yesterday apparently the second trailer for the Equalizer Two was released. Ooh. Now that so, is interesting. I didn't even see the first trailer, <laughs> so didn't I even didn't. know there was. A, was it good? I mean, of course it's good. The first one was good. Yeah, it doesn't give anything away, but it's good. Good, good. good. Yeah, you, know, so, you can tell it's another kind of good action one. Uh-huh. So, uh, yep, look forward to that. Last oh another bit of feedback from last week, Mike Vaughan, who was the author of the Strange Cinema book that I took the quiz from, he yeah. very he very much enjoyed the quiz. So that may come back at some point. Uh, so did we. Yes, it, it was fun. <laughs> well, I was um, when I was coming up with the, the titles, I told Annette, I said, right, I'm just going to pick them all. So there's going to be no made up titles at all. She went, that's not fair. And I'm like, how is it not fair? It's the wow, somebody's still going to guess them. Yeah, and if they're smart enough or that lucky enough, I think it's nothing to do with smart. Some of those tiles are freaking weird. Then somebody can win. So, and I, I, you did. You beat Miller. How's that happen? Well, like I say, <laughs> pure guesswork. Yes, but it is one of those things with the number of films that are out there. You could probably come up with a whole random title, and there's a good chance that at least seventy-five percent of that title has been used. Yeah, probably. You know, yeah. So like you say, you come up with something like Space Hedgehogs on Speed. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably a movie. Yeah. Starring Keanu Reeves and something to do with hedgehogs <laughs> or whatever. But uh, Stu's done those sort of quizzes before where he just makes up titles, and it is pure guesswork because he yeah. doesn't give anything away about whether he's just made this damn title up. Still to this day, my um, favourite film titles ever is Dead Hooker in a Trunk, which is actually a real film. And um, it's something like the life and times of a Serbian rape gang or something, which you think that film does not sound nice at all. Oh, but oh. but that title is quite. Well, hang on a minute, that's quite a clever title. Yeah. But uh, Dead Hooker in a Trunk pretty much does make me laugh as a film title. Oh, grief! So, that's because <laughs> you would question it. What's that film about? If you don't know what it's about, you've clearly not heard the title of it. It's about a dead hooker in a trunk, I think. Yeah, it's not the kind of thing you'd take the family to see at the local cinema. I wouldn't have thought so. Now, maybe in some states in the US they might, but uh, with well, ban- yeah. banjos in the background, that type of thing. <laughs> Who knows? Ooh. I could just do with sitting in the cinema as long as it's air-conditioned. I'm melting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely melting. So oh. uh, let me have a look here. So, yes, the, the quiz went down very, very well last week, so I was quite happy about that. Um I was watching Netflix earlier on and I got to that point in the weekend where I thought, I can't be bothered watching another film. So Stu's going to be really disappointed because I haven't watched his zucchini film. 
It's uh, not a zucchini, it's a courgette. Well, it depends which country you watch it in, because it's been titled in both. <laughs> One's, yes, one true. is cor- courgette, zucchini, whatever. And I did plan on doing it even up till dinner time today. I thought, well, it's, yep. only, an, it's only an hour. I can watch it. I was it. going to as well. And then I realized, oh, it's half six now. I don't want to watch any more films because I've watched enough this weekend, so I just didn't bother. So sorry, Steve. Oh. I'll try and watch it next time he, uh, he comes yes. on because it is only an hour. But yep. So I thought I'll just put an episode of The Big Bang Theory on. It's like 20 minutes. And it, it comes up at the beginning with a little option where you can skip the credits on yeah. Netflix. I'm not a fan of that. Yes. Somebody's worked pretty hard on credits for stuff, so don't be skipping credits. It does it at the end credits of films as well, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, though, Films I wouldn't skip. No. When you're watching something like a TV series where, okay, it's different with something like Game of Thrones where the credits change each time. Yeah. But if you're watching something where it's the same credits week <laughs> in, week out, True. you know, once you've watched it nine or ten times, it's potentially skippable. Especially if you're binge-watching it, I suppose. Yeah. You know, you do not want the Big Bang Theory song in your head 15 times in an afternoon, do you, I suppose? But, you know, just, I don't like it when it does it with films, though. When it pops it into the top left corner and shows you something else that will start yeah, in 10 seconds. Yeah, could be next in 20 seconds. Yeah. Like just, especially with the Marvel movies. I wonder how that works. Does it do it with yeah. a Marvel movie? I may have to check that with Doctor mm-hmm. Strange or whatever. So, um, if anybody watches Marvel movies on Netflix, let me know whether the end credits disappear or whether it stays full screen so you can watch the end of credit thing. Oh, it's like you say, though, I, I remember kind of that. You, you literally started episode one and it'll automatically go on to episode two, yep. 20 seconds into the credits or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I watched several series like that. Um, Arrow, um, Narcos, yeah, <laughs> all kind of rolling one into the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I was going to say something. Oh, the, uh, I think we, we both know that our... Uh, um, big sleeve Blu-rays showed up. Indeed, indeed, yes. So we both own <laughs> Fast and Furious 8, which has the 4K Blu-ray, the Blu-ray and the DVD, and some seriously well-made art cards, which are very, yep. very good. Double-sided things, which is quite nice. Um, who have you got on that? you got like Kate Blanchett, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, The Rock, Michelle Rodriguez, and I think Tyrese Gibson, I think, pretty much cover most of those. Um, yep. We also got a Valerian one, which has yes. a 3D Blu-ray, a 2D Blu-ray, and a DVD, and some not so impressive-looking art cards. <laughs> Did you? They look really cheap, didn't they? The Valerian ones. They're not as good, like you say, but it's still it's still cool. Uh, yes. Well, this is it for a fiver, which is what it cost us. Yes. You cannot go wrong because you couldn't even get just like the normal Blu-ray for that. No, not at all. No so. Chance. Um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched either of them, so I've not had time. Well, I not yet, but uh, I am determined to pick up some of the others in the series if I see them going at a reasonable price. Yes, well, check out Amazon and uh, keep your eye on the Doctor Strange one, because that would be a cool thing yeah, to get cool. signed at uh, old Skiffy Wales, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. Somewhere I've heard Rob going, <laughs> don't call it Skiffy Wales. But, well, I have done. <laughs> Rob, he was saying earlier, I spoke to him on the phone earlier on, and he went, do you know the one thing I don't like about your podcast? I'm like, there's just one thing? I was like, wow, you're doing, doing better. well. You're doing better than most. He said the fact that they're not live, so I can't interact and, like, join in. So well, there is a way to join in, Rob. It's called Skype. Come on, then. It's called yeah. Skype. Just join yeah. in. So one week, come in. We need um, to get... We do. Yeah. We do. Rob, Rob, 
We're asking you. Come on. Right. Come on next Sunday, Rob. Uh, half past eight until 10 o'clock. And yep. you're going to love the topic that we've got for next week. It's so cool. Even Bob doesn't know we're going to do it yet, but he will by the end of this <laughs> podcast. So um, you, you can join in that one. I'm just watching my Twitter exploding with all the, the retweets of Sci-Fi Wales, so God knows what Rob's phone's doing at this minute in time. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> Torment the guy. So, yes, we got the big sleeve things. Yes. So I'm quite happy about that. Um, like I, say, I mean, you know, a deal like that. I know it's if we effectively got that deal because one side of a business was shutting down, but yeah, still... Yeah, we've gone for a five. The rest so it's, of the it's all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But even if you go in store, though, they're not there anymore. No, which is a shame. I mean, they weren't for a five or anyway. They were about thirty quid, I think. Because uh, I've got the ET. I've got one more in here. I've got the ET one, which was great. Yeah. Which four K Blu Ray, Blu Ray, DVD, art cards. So that's uh, very, very good. I mean, this is it. It's a case of certain other films that you really love. You, you, you know, kind of, you, you hope that they bring out in that format. So it's case of right, you know, I really love that film. I want to get it in the special format. Yeah, yeah, get it like that. Like you say, take it to film cons, get them signed. <clears throat> you know, it becomes something really special then. Yeah, it does. It does indeed. So we need to do a comic con soon. But I suppose we're going to Wales. So technically, we are doing. Well, I noticed um, you put out that you were trying to get press access to another. I did. Uh, the London one. Exactly. And uh, not that the people who are involved will be listening to this, so I'm okay. But I've put down press access for Annette and one of her children, mm-hmm. who is a big fan of somebody who is going to attend. Basically, it's meatloaf. Uh, Sarah, Sarah doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm fine. And neither does yeah. Annette. So, you know. Um, yeah, meatloaf's there. So I've sort of told Annette, so why don't you take Sarah away for the weekend, take her down to London. Just walk her into this event and go, go say hi to Meatloaf. It would blow her mind off. She'd be like, what? <laughs> so Sarah last week, she said to me, she said, do you know what my mum's planning for this trip? And I went, yeah. She's like, why do you know? I'm like, because I came up with the idea. She went, You're not going to tell me what it is, are you? I went, nope. Not gonna How tell did you, you guess? <laughs> so I've applied for press pass. They will basically go down on a Saturday morning by train, yeah. stay over till the Sunday in a hotel and do the event either Saturday or Sunday and then come back up. But there's a lot of guests going to the London Comic-Con. I even looked at it. I'm like, should I go? But then I looked at the uh, autograph price for a yeah. lot of them, and I'm like, there's no point. I would sp- I would go down and I would be forced to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds yeah. or not spend it and then be a bit monarched that I couldn't get the autographs. So I thought there's no point. I'll stay away. Um, what kind of price are they asking, if you don't mind me saying? Well, Christopher Eccleston, I think, is about 90 quid for an autograph. Holy sh... Uh, Peter Capaldi, I think, is 85, if I remember right enough. Jason Momoa, he's about 75 quid, give or take a fiver. Uh, so there's a lot around. I think that Val Kilmer's there, I'm sure he's like 65 quid. Um, but yeah, there's others. Sarah Douglas is there, like 15, 20 quid. So there's That's, a lot There's a yeah. lot of the lower, the lower end... That I would rather meet those. Oh, I think Noel Clark's there, twenty quid, you know, or twenty-five oh, yeah. quid. He's fine, nice guy. If you go see Noel, he's awesome. Say hi. Um, why does he never phone? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's because he's an Academy Award member now. He's been uh, in, he's been you. taken into the Academy board. So he's a lovely. Exactly. So <laughs> bye, bye, Noel. 
but no, there's quite a lot. Who else is... Uh, I've got the page open because some of the guest list is mental. Who have we got? Because I went through a quiz last night with... Uh, yeah, Jason Momoa is going to be there. He is £75 for that. So we've got Megan Fox, who's not really done much. She's £85 to meet Megan Fox. If you could meet Jason Momoa or Megan Fox... I'm only talking about meeting them, by the way. Nothing... A bit yeah. more Fifty Shades or whatever. You would meet Jason Momoa, wouldn't you? So why yeah. is Megan Fox more expensive? Well, uh, again, no disrespect. If it, the toss-up was um, you know, Sarah Douglas and Megan Fox, I'd rather go Sarah for Sarah Douglas. Douglas. You can go meet Steven Seagal for £85. Pass. But he's also doing a talk, Steven Seagal, which I'm sure is quite interesting. That is only £15 to sit and listen to him talk. Wow. Exactly. Uh, meatloaf is 45 quid, so that's not too bad. Um, who else have we got? I'm just going to go through. You can I go so, meet- far, so much want to come out with a, a, a quote from Meatloaf from uh, you know, 51st State. <laughs> oh, God, he was in that as well, wasn't he? Exactly. Damn, I'd forgotten about it. Because Annette Delicious. said, why, why is Meatloaf at a film Comic-Con? I went, uh, Fight Club, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'd for- totally forgotten about 51st State. Yeah. You can go meet Baldrick for £25. That's pr- I, that's probably not bad, actually, because of all this stuff that he does with Time Team. You can uh, go meet Sean Young from Blade Runner. She's £25. That's pretty good. That's good, yeah. It's not bad at all. Wow. Um, you can meet the Hound from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sandor Clegane. 50 quid. Oof. Not being funny. No, you're not worth 50 quid. Not at all. <laughs> uh, Richard Wilson. Hey, don't believe it. 20 quid. Well done, Richard. That's more like it, yeah. That is more like it, totally. Uh, or you could go me. This is all under one roof. This is mental as guest list, guest list. How about Lance Henriksen for 25 quid? Oh, you can't go wrong there. No. You'd just, you'd, you'd have to. You'd be like, that, I'm going that, to go see him. There is so much more that you could talk with and want to see with him than there is with, like you say, yeah, I'm sorry, Megan, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, the likes of Megan Fox or Steven Seagal. Sarah Douglas, £15. Wow. Brilliant. I'm not being funny. If you take any of the price lists away, take them all away, she's yeah. probably one of the top ones I'd love to sit down and have a chat with anyway. Yeah. And she's cheaper. Like I say, I mean, out of the ones you mentioned, I would love to get kind of, you know, if you had their kind of like a, you know, an evening meal or something, you know, just sat around chatting at the table. Yep. Like you say, Sarah Douglas, Lance Henriksen, and uh, Baldrick. I would also like to meet, he's also attended Jack O'Halloran, who played none yes. in Superman 2. So I would have to go yeah. meet Sarah and Jack and just stand oh, wow. in the middle and, and pretend to be Terrence Stamp. So I'd have to be the Zod. So. Pretend to be Terrence Stamp or pretend, pretend to be terrified? Probably, <laughs> probably both. I don't think I could actually pretend to be Terrence Stamp, but I've got like the facial beard thing for it, I suppose, so I could maybe... Yeah, but would um, you put the one-piece one jumpsuit on? Uh, if Sarah Douglas asked me to, probably. <laughs> or if, a photo yeah, shoot coming up, we're going to have to do this. If Sarah, I mean, remember the size of the villains in Superman 2. If Sarah Douglas asked me to, I would. And if Jack O'Halloran told me to, I would. I would. So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it is it's, it is oh. a cool looking Comic Con but it's I know it sounds daft but I'd like to like you say I'd much more prefer to spend time with the ones that aren't charging as much so would I not, 
not because they're not charging as much, but because no. they're more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot more you could speak about and chat. See, I'm like that with um, with a lot of the sci-fi whales guests. So Rob will phone me up and he'll say, "I'm trying to get such and such," and it'll be a name that I recognise. And I'll, you know, unless I know them, you know, so somebody I don't know but I recognise the name because they're quite big. I'll be like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." But then quite a few times he's messaged me and he said, "Oh, I've, uh, you know, Laurie Laurie Goody's coming." For some reason, I kept calling yeah. Laurie George earlier on. I don't know why. I yeah. don't know who Laurie George is. Somebody I've just created or whatever. So Laurie Goody's coming. And I'll go, uh, who? <laughs> I don't know who that is, Rob. And then you look at the filmography and it's Blake Seven and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. You, start you go, oh, now I'm impressed. Now I want to yes. go meet that person. And that's what I love about the sci-fi whales thing. There's a lot of really... Yeah, I don't want to say tiny names, but there's a lot of names who people don't go, oh, I know that person. But you look into the filmography and you go, oh, shit, they've been a lot like Clem Soul. Yeah. You go, mm, not really familiar. Oh, my God, he's done tons. Or Tina Simmons was one of my favorite guests. Yeah. So. But, I mean, it's like you say, you get the big names and they're renowned for one film or one kind of, you know, chain of films kind of thing. And... That's it. They're a one-trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you get the more, like you say, uh, at the risk of sounding ageist, you know, you get a, a, some of the older people that have been around a lot more. They've been in a lot more. They've experienced so much more. Yes. Yeah. You know, chatting with them, are going, uh, you know, it'd be a lot more interesting. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it just? Yeah. For some reason, my phone keeps lighting up. I don't know why. All right, there we go. It's like you say, you know, people like Sarah Douglas, Virginia Hay, you know, like you say, Clem Soul. Exactly. It's yeah. like I would rather spend um, like an hour sitting chatting to Sarah Douglas mm-hmm. more than like Harrison Ford. Yes. So, yeah. there you go. So, hi, Sarah. <laughs> Let's sit down and have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you say, yeah, your interview ones where you've basically, you know, Basically, you just sat there chatting with them, hmm. and you do that for yeah, anywhere between forty-five minutes and two hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like I say, yeah, the one with Tracy and what have you. Yeah, uh, they're all. Uh, it's a lot more personable. You learn a lot more than just kind of oh yeah, they were in this film. What color of lightsaber are you going to have in the next movie? <laughs> oh no, not him again. Frixie. <laughs> Do you prefer us? I remember watching one of the Kevin Smith stand-ups and somebody went, if you came back as a, as a piece of food, would you rather be a sausage or a hamburger? Why would you waste a question on that? Mm. For God's sake, you get one question to ask a famous person. You don't ask <laughs> them if they want to be a bloody sausage. <sighs> I don't know. My life is a courgette. A black lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising the things you remember from certain events, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I'm... I'm the, one of the highlights from our lowlights for me was one of the very first Comic Cons we ever went to, and Carolyn Monroe was there. And somebody was, um, I don't know why somebody's phoning me up now, it's probably a taxi or something. Um, I made the mistake of, order, well, and they asked me to order her taxi. Yes. So, and I used my number, so they keep sending oh. me a text going, We're outside, and <laughs> like, don't be phoning me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Carolyn Monroe. And somebody was queuing up, and they were they giving the money, and they were getting an autograph. And then he went, "So what have you been in?" I'm like, "Oh God! Ooh, if you ouch. don't, if you don't know, bluff it for God's sake! And go, oh, I love all your films; they're all great." I love Why them. are you queuing up if you don't know? 
I don't get it. But me, me and Everton used to be like that. I think I ended up with Ingrid Pitt's autograph, and I didn't really know who she was at the time. And then afterwards, I didn't know who she was. Um, but I'm like, oh, she's oh, she's been in Hammer movies. I'd never seen any of the Hammer movies at that time. Yeah. Um, and I ended up watching them later on because I'm like, oh, that's Ingrid Pitt. I've met her. She was nice. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it's like, oh, famous person. Quick, <laughs> get a signature. Thankfully, I kind of got over that and whatnot. Well, no, no, I was going no. to say, you didn't make the social faux pas that a certain other person that you've mentioned did. No, no, no. Don Mars, George Lazenby, please sign my Moonraker poster. No, no, I'm not done that. I have. No, not at all. Oh. <laughs> but it's fun. But this year I want to try and get some autographs from Sci-Fi yes. Wales. It, I, this is it. I, did you ever get your ones from last year? No. Rob. Oh, Rob, R- Rob. Rob. Rob, where's my signed brochure? Oh. <laughs> you do realise now if he's on next week, if he hasn't listened to this, we're going to yep. be ribbing him straight away about that. I will. I'm just <laughs> going to rib him on this podcast. You said you had a signed brochure with the yep. signatures. Give. Um, I want it. <laughs> um, but there's a few. I think I've got uh, John Chalice's autograph, so I'm quite happy about yeah. that. I ended up buying in the charity auction. I, th- I bought John Altman's signed sci-fi Wales poster and then I gave that to John Gallagher because he'd been babysitting John Altman all yes. day. I thought it was a nice present. I think I've got Richard James's and I think I might have Jamie Anderson's pot sci-fi. Oh, I remember I bought like three or four Yeah. Um, just because it was a charity auction. I thought, well, I'll just donate to whatever the... I'd love was. Richard James to go back there. Well, we want he, Richard James to go back. We are hey, talking He was a real it. gent. Yes. It was another one when somebody went up to Richard James and held up the prop gun going, is that a real gun? No, yes. it's not a real gun. <laughs> watching Richard James's face as he, he had to sort of sincerely answer the question going, well, no, it is actually a prop. Was an absolute picture. Because he gave me this glance where he's like, really, I've just been asked that. It was amazing. Yeah, but he is. A tr- yeah, he was a true gent. He never... He certainly was. Uh, he, he was never negative. He He basically ran the charity auction at the end of the event. He did. Yeah, well, hosted it, definitely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. They were all great. I have such fond memories of all of those events. And at some point, yeah. I need to just render the whole damn lot into one super sci-fi Wales movie <laughs> and just sit down and actually watch it. Because year two yeah. and three, I've watched virtually none of that footage. I've seen maybe what? a couple of bits. But I've been busy oh. doing everything else. I've been doing the Comic-Con thing. Um, so I've it's all sat on a hard drive. Yeah. It's just I've not done anything with it at all, so... I need I mean, to um, go back yeah, it. We've always had a good laugh there, though. You know, okay, some of the panels have been a little more um, serious than others. Yes. But, you know, we've always, you know, you've always managed to get a little bit of humor in there and lighten the mood in various things. So, yeah. 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 I think and like I say, when you're working with people like Robert Llewellyn and what have you. <laughs> It does help if they've got a sense of humour, doesn't it? Yes. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised because he's, he's lovely. Uh, Andrew Spooner last year when I was introducing everybody else and I went, this guy touches up Muppets for a living. It just, <laughs> it's still, yes. I do remember him smirking. I wonder whether part of him wanted to kill me for uh, you know disrespecting so. Muppets. But no, I think he loved it. It was better doing that than he's a puppeteer and he's an animator. No, he touches up Muppets for a living. So uh, <laughs> I do see updates from Peter, the writer of Dead Air, so they are still working on the feature length version of that. So, oh, I think. Um, no mind the feature, I want the short one. When's that coming out? I need to yeah. know. I want to watch it. 
Definitely. So, come on, Peter. Um, <laughs> Dave. Exactly, was he, Dave? So that was good. But we shall see what fun and games um, happen this, this year. year. Yes, because it's not too long. It's what two months? Yeah. July. Okay. Oh God, it's eight weeks today. <laughs> More work for you. <laughs> oh God, I've got a panel in three weeks, and I've done no research whatsoever. Um, and then eight weeks today, I've got Sci-Fi Wales. Oh, it's nine f- weeks today. Well, nine, nine weeks yesterday. Oh, it's exactly two months today, isn't it? Because it's first yeah. of September, so yeah. But uh, yeah. Of course, That's July and August are weeks. longer today, one week. So yeah. Oh God, and um, yeah, I don't know what panels I'm doing. I don't know what guests are going. This is always the fun bit because it <laughs> usually drops on me about three weeks before, and it's like shit. I need to do all this research. Who are they? I've never heard of them. How does this work? Um, I think oh. I am just going to take the one camcorder down yeah. this year, the old one I've got, because I don't. I've got enough time to faff around with the new one if it's here, to then yep. learn how to use it. Yep. So that is the plan on that. For some reason, my phone is lighting up again, <laughs> um, and it does know I'm on a podcast. So. Oh. We shall see. In taxi now. Oh, it's nice. The, it's the driver that picked us up from the airport. Oh, God. Ooh. <laughs> he was about two hours late when he picked us up at the airport. So you can imagine what mood. Imagine what mood. Um, Annette She'll have a look on her face. Oh, she wasn't <laughs> impressed. She was like, where is he? I'm like, he's just near Berry. Um, but yeah, anyway. So yes, Sci-Fi Wales. We're all yeah. over the place tonight. Um, oh, oh. But it's fun. So have you managed to watch anything in the past week? I haven't. I'm, I'm I'm really sadly letting the side down. Damn. It's, Damn. Like I say, I was, my plan was um, I had to drop Emily off today, 4.30-ish. Yeah. Um, I was hoping then to kind of get my life as a courgette watched. Yeah. However, um, I, I got a call from my mum. I had to go up and do, give them a hand. So I got back down here half five, six o'clock. And basically, a bit of housework, quick dive in the bath, which I promptly fell asleep in. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought, I'll have a cool bath, it'll be better. Yes, but no, yes. I still fell asleep in it. Oh. So uh, I woke up a short while ago and I thought, I, I better get out and get uh, you know, do my usual pre-podcast uh, preparation, which is a very large mug of coffee, <laughs> yep. a cold drink. <laughs> and then, just in case it's going bad, a stiff whiskey. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so basically, um, cold drink, coffee, and a stiff one. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> well, there you go. That is, that is a podcaster's emergency first aid kit right there. <laughs> yep. Stu Miller knows. He knows. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of stiff ones, I wonder how his elbow is. He's getting there. I, um, I've, not, I've seen a couple of tweets out. Because every time yeah. I said I'm going to watch a film this weekend, the bloody word courgette pops up in my uh, <laughs> timeline. <laughs> it's going to be one of those where I just watch it just to shut him up. I think he's Shawshanking me. So yeah. I just keeps going, watch it, watch it, watch it. Okay, I'll watch it just to stop you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've not watched anything. Luckily, I have. I so know. I'm going to give you the rundown of so things. So what have you watched? Well, uh, in no particular order. Nothing that enters my top ten, um, ah. and nothing that enters Annette's shoebox, which basically means anything that I watch, which I deem really worthy of watching, goes into the pile of movies called the shoebox because they used to be in a shoebox, 
and then we they come out in a, a dice roll at some point. Yeah. So, so no, nothing well, really awful. Say, as the, I was going to say, is there been anything? I know you always do, or we always do, you know, top ten movies at the end of the year. Yeah. Before that, we need to do possibly, you know, kind of the ten that we really kind of okay. We watched once. We're glad we watched it, but never again. Oh, there's, yeah, yeah. I've done one of those. Not being negative. <laughs> no, no, no. Just sometimes you go. Do you know what? I'm okay with that. It's fine. I've watched it once. Yeah, I can move on. Just pl- yeah, so okay. we're not doing Rotten Tomatoes, but you can do if you want. <laughs> no, no, none of them. But there have been sort of two films. Well, definitely one that I watched, which I enjoyed, but I don't feel the need to watch it again. And when I say what film it is, Stu Miller's head will probably blow up. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, for well, TV-wise, I watched a season three episode of the X Files called Grotesque. I'm really struggling to rewatch the X Files again because it's it very, aged? it's really, it's aged. Not so much in the way the show looks, but just the way it's built. Yeah. Because each week is a different story. I know you've got the underlying, you know, cigarette smoking man and stuff every ten episodes or something, but. It's a monster of the week type thing, and I don't. I prefer the shows that carry on, that are yeah. story arced. You know, like The Shield or Oz and Twenty Four yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm really. And the thing with the X Files is like twenty four episodes per season. Don't you so, think that's kind of, I don't know, characteristic of the, the movie shows at the time? Yeah, and the TV shows at the time. I mean, like say it. All your Star Treks at the time, you know, Next Gens and all this, and like I say, Deep Space Nines. Okay, perhaps Deep Space Nine isn't a good example, but you know, a lot of them were basically self-contained stories. Yeah. You know, if you were if you were lucky, you'd get one of like part one of two. Yeah, pretty much. Like Next Gen did that, didn't it? And, and yeah. Whatnot. It would they would do a special where it'd be two parts. You're like, ooh, this is good. Yeah. Um, but pretty but, much that was an Alien of the Week type show, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, but it, it's the same with everything of like the eighties and nineties. Yeah. You know, they were gen- generically that way. You know, it was very rare you'd get an ongoing story arc. Yeah, I think with the X Files though, and it's because I was chatting to Annette about it last night. And she said, "Yeah, but it's really good." I'm like, "No, I get it. It's good, and I like it." Yeah. But around season three, they brought the new writers in, a guy called Darren Morgan, who did all these weird, quirky ones. Like yeah. There was a black and white one, and I'm pretty sure it was like a musical one at some point. And you're like, no, I like the the deadly serious alien conspiracy ones, not these yeah. weird, oh, look how crazy this one is. And this is where a lot of these came into it around season three and four, so I'm struggling to get there's through season to, three. Yeah, there's one to test your um, kind of you know, trivia then. Yep. You're saying that, that kind of the new writer came in and he, he did, like you say, you know, a black and white one, a musical one. Yeah. I know the same thing happened with like Buffy. Yeah. So who did it first? Um, I mean, there's a sort of the the musical one for the X Files. I don't know whether it was a musical one, but there was definitely a black and white weird one. You're like, why oh, the hell yeah. are you doing that? Um, I think it's probably X Files. I think, but the the yeah. thing is with the Buffy one, I remember hearing about the musical one. I'm thinking this is just bloody stupid. But yeah. then when you watch the episode, it made sense it worked. because yeah. the the creatures and you said aliens and whatever they were, vampires, etc., and blah blah blah, made people sing. So you're like, I get yeah. it now. That's fine. But it wasn't it the once more with feeling or something like that. It, it was, was yeah. yeah. And it worked. And it's like, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll let you off on that. It's a bit <laughs> like the John Wick and, you know, why is he going to go crazy when they kill his dog? Ah, yeah, it makes sense because yep. I, I know. What Once you find out, it's because, yeah, I can go with that. But what made this X-Files episode turn black and white? Nothing. 
it was just the way it was shot and it's like stop playing around with it and just stick to the format so um but i will keep plowing through it. i'm just finding it a bit of a slog yeah um today i watched or tried to watch season two episode one of tremé which is an hbo show that season one was really really good and it's set and tells the story of the aftermath of hurricane katrina so i I ran for four seasons john goodman's in the first season it's basically from the people that wrote the wire and it's the same sort of pace so if you're going oh i think you might just have inherited the box set of four seasons of of tremia i was gonna say it's got a good pedigree it's got a very good pedigree but i just i can't get into it season two just like oh it's just so slow because I watched the episode and it had been on about 45 minutes and then I looked at the clock and it's like, yeah, 45 minutes. Nothing's happened in this episode in the same way that the, did wire, the, wire. the wire used to do that. I mean, season two was was real hard slog on the wire. Yeah, It was all about the docks. But then once you got to the end of it and you look back, you go, actually, that was a damn good season. It made yeah. perfect sense. Yep. <laughs> so it was kind of like that. But I've got the box set with all of I mean, Tremé's finished now. So I will pass that on to you, so you can much appreciated. That. It's all about ten episodes per season. Yeah, but uh, but I think there's just too much stuff for me to watch. I am suffering yeah. with a stockpile of films to watch. You do tend to get an overload because, like you say, it's a case of you know when you're running a podcast like this, you're getting input from a lot of like people in the business. Other podcasters, so like you say, you know, you you kind of like say we've got uh, Mr. Miller and his input. Like say you've got all the people you know, uh, you know, out there that are in the business that are are basically kind of putting out new films, and you know, you want to watch those. Mm. You've got a load of stuff coming across from across the Atlantic. You know, like say, you know, people like HBO putting stuff out, and you tend to give. Yeah, you know, certain people. You know, we, we've spoken about this before, but certain producers, certain directors, certain companies, you tend to give them the benefit of the doubt, and you think, "Oh, yeah, I, you know, I've watched two or three good ones by them. I'm going to watch this." Yeah, of course. And like you say, you end up with, you know, by the, when you look at your list or your pile, and it's a case of, "Where do I start?" <laughs> so I was thinking today. It's like. I was sitting watching Netflix, watching an episode of Big Bang or whatever, just because it's half an hour and I couldn't really be bothered watching anything else. And it, you could take Netflix away from the pair of us, really. You could get yeah. rid of it, and we still would not run out of stuff to watch. Oh, far from it, no. It's crazy. I, mean, I don't know what your to-watch pile is, but mine's probably... Massive. I, get, <laughs> I think, I guess, mine's probably about 90, 100 films, maybe. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe 150. Yeah. And that is of now... So that yeah. is not counting anything that comes out next week or beyond. Yeah. So, and you know, how many films do I watch in a year? About 200. So if no more new films come across my desk in a year, I could catch up. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but but that's not going to happen because new films but come I, out all the time. Listen, I know we've talked about it before, but, you know, it's basically a case of, you go back to our childhood, um, we didn't have much in the way of screen time. You know, I mean, speaking for myself, there was only, th- you know, when I was small, there was three channels on TV. Um, you know, you got to watch it, you know, as a kid, kids' time was, you had a, like a half hour at dinner time, you know, lunchtime kind of thing. And then you got a, a couple of hours, four o'clock till six o'clock. You know, as you got older, you got to watch things like Blake 7, etc. you know, 
uh, that were on kind of you know, Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, or on a Saturday you'd watch things like you know the A Team or Robin of Sherwood and what have you, yeah. you know the tea time watching, yeah. But and like I say, you'd go to the local cinema which had two three screens, yeah. Okay, it was nice and cheap then, or relative to now, you know, it's a case of fifty p or a pound in kind of thing, and it's a case of ooh, you know, what's on this week. And yeah, so you your exposure to it was a lot more limited. You know, it it came to like the seasonal holidays, like Christmas and what have you. And you used to love kind of Christmas Day because you know, from kind of two in the afternoon through till kind of nine at night, the television was on and you were watching the James Bond film and Sound of Music and you know Tower and Inferno or whatever the Sting. It was yeah. the time of year when you could watch The Wizard of Oz. Exactly, yes. Now I can go into my other room, pick it off the shelf and watch it whenever I want, and it makes me sad because there's no Christmas TV now. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but it's, you look at all the films that are on and you go, got that, got that, seen yeah. that, watched that last week, that's on Netflix. There's no, absolutely nothing <laughs> on anymore that yeah. I'm, I'm excited about watching, which makes I- me sad. Well, this is it. The other thing that gets you there is sometimes, I mean, like when you were away on holiday, you were tuned in on television then. Yep. And it's a case, oh, they're showing this film. <clears throat> yeah. But one of the things that always gets me is a case of, even if you're watching a film on television, they've normally cut it for TV. Yes. Yeah, they have. So it can be anything from two and a half minutes to, you know, 20 minutes shorter. Yep. You know, and you're kind of watching it and you think, what happened to this bit? <laughs> Isn't it? That, that reminds me of Lethal Weapon and Die Hard when they used to uh, show them and bleep out all the swearing. Yep. But, Melon uh, Farmer. Exactly. It's a real <laughs> firing gun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it just, I don't know. I, I'm struggling under the sheer amount of films to watch. Yeah. Um, it's like yesterday, I'd, I'd, I think I'd watch maybe one film that I was going to talk about on tonight's show. And then I thought, right, well, Annette's at work, so I can spend a weekend just catching up on bits and pieces. So I sat and watched three films yesterday. So I got <laughs> to the end of the day, and I'm like, right, I've watched four films now. That's enough. I don't want to come on and go, I've watched nine films. Let's talk about nine <laughs> films, because I'm not giving any of them the time to actually talk about it. So I ended up yeah. spend, spending you know, reasonable amount of time today just playing Knack on the PlayStation 4. So I've been through maybe three or four levels of that. I've renewed yeah. my Xbox Live subscription and my PS Plus subscription for 12 months so I can download the free games. So it's like, right, as long as I've watched the films I need to watch that don't mm-hmm. include courgettes, sorry, Stu, then <laughs> and I've got enough to talk about on the podcast then I, or enough that I need to get some reviews done because two of the films I watched I ended up reviewing for Lionsgate and sending it back to them. So it's like Excellent. multitasking. Well, I could talk yeah. about it in the podcast. I could review it for the website. I'm done. I'm all right. Yeah. I've, I've accomplished something. Pass me the joypad. Yeah. I have to ask one thing, though. Yep. What the hell is Knack? Knack is, it was one of the launch games for PlayStation 4, and it's kind of, it's like a 3D platformer. Ah. Knack is this little weird robot that's got to run up and collect things and beat monsters <laughs> up and... It's kind of like oh, like a, a lot better version of Gauntlet. I think some of it is yeah. basically like a Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot type, Ooh. you know, yeah. a, sort of kids game. But it's yeah. it is very good. And it was one of the free games a couple of months back for the PlayStation Plus. So Sweet. it's like, well, I'll download that. I'll get the trophies. I'll finish the game. So I didn't buy it. But uh, 
So once I finish Knack, then Mad Max is one of the other three games. <laughs> um, Lego Indiana Jones 2, or it might have yeah. been 1, was the free one for the Xbox. Uh, I'm just trying to not spend as much money on games, but also have enough time to play the games. Yeah. So hence that. I've watched enough movies. Movies can wait. Let's play some <laughs> video games today, which has been my day today. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give you a couple of movies to avoid. And a couple of movies to possibly watch. So one of the ones that I reviewed is called Sleepless, which is starring Jamie Foxx. And he plays a, a corrupt copper, or it looks that way. And he gets involved with robbing a load of heroin. And then people are chasing him and somebody kidnaps his, his son. And like, you, can, you can skip that. It yeah. was like, me. It was okay. Jamie Foxx is all right. But the film itself, that's like, been done. But mm. It wasn't terrible. But it was just like, yeah, fine. Past the yeah. nuts. It's nothing new. No. I think is the best way to put it. And that was one of the screeners that I had, God knows when I got that, like last year. I have a little yeah. box of about a dozen screeners in it now because I've been battering through them over the past few weeks. Um, <laughs> a, a new film coming out, which is called 211, or 211. Now, 211 is the police code in America for armed robbery, I believe, or some sort Ooh. of robbery. Yeah. And this would they'll be put off by the main star in this. Uh, it's Nicolas Cage. I'm exactly. not put off by Nicholas you know, Cage. A lot of people know. are. A lot of people are. Because they're like, oh, God, the stuff. Because he's been paying his tax bills, obviously. So he's been yeah. taking any job. You know, <laughs> you, you want to film an envelope being opened in Nicholas Cage, you'll like, do it. So he's been like that for a few years. And the, the first half hour of this film's really, really slow. It's based on a true story about uh, two uniformed police officers that have a 15 year old kid in the back of the car who's doing a ride along because he's. He's punched somebody at school, so they go, oh, you don't want to turn into a criminal, so we're going to make you go on a ride along with the police yeah. so you can just see how the real world is and, and behave and grow up to be an angel, that type of thing. <laughs> so um, the two coppers happen to see a suspicious vehicle parked outside this bank, so they go, that's kind of weird. He's parked in the red zone. Let's investigate it. And it then turns out into pretty much a 60-minute armed battle um, a la Heat. Oh type hey. thing so it's a raging gun but it's so even though Nicolas Cage is the main star in it he's not the main he's not in every yeah. single scene he's not running around like a hero Nick Cage this is because it's based on a true story obviously yeah. the characters have got to do pretty much what the real life people so for the first half hour I'm like I don't know if this film's going to be any good by the end of it it's like that film was amazing and it's one of the best gun battles <laughs> I've seen since Miami Vice cool so it's uh, it's very good so it's 2.11 I think it's out in July that's one of the yeah, Lionsgate ones it's very good. Uh, the other one I watched was The Walk, which is Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis is great. He did Back to the Future. Yeah. He did Romance in the Stone. He did Forrest Gump. Castaway. Really good. I'm like, it's got to be good. No. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, based on a true story again, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a French guy, which uh -huh. nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that, but, but he plays I'm going to cross the Eiffel Tower very low, low. Oh, no. What I am going to do is put the wire between the towers and I'm going to walk on the tightrope and that gets really tiring after an hour and a half. Uh -oh. Actually, it's two hours the film's on for. Yeah. So his his accent's really grating. It would have been better if he just played... <laughs> or they got a French person, maybe. There's yeah. a song. Jean Renault. Jean Renault. Get Jean Renault to play it. Um, but when the guy actually does the tightrope between the towers, which obviously the film's like 2005, or you know, it's, it's done... Yeah. Post the towers collapsing, so you know it's all 
Forrest Gumpy CGI yeah. and stuff. But the way they've shot that's insane. It's you get vertigo watching it. Wow. So it's kind of worth watching just for the past fifteen minutes in the last fifteen minutes of it. But the film itself's like do I really need a two hour, three minute film about a guy that says, I'm going to walk between those towers? You know he's going to walk between the towers. So you're yeah. pretty much waiting an hour and a half. Um, it's an hour and a half build up for 15 for him minutes. To do it, because that's, that's when he sets foot on the wire for the first time. Yeah. Hour and a half. So you're waiting an hour and a half from the beginning where he's like, I'm going to walk between those towers. Mm-hmm. Can you not just do it now? Just not, it was one of those weird films where you're like, what's the point? Can we just fast forward to the bit? But when he is actually walking on it, it's very impressive. But it does kind of make you feel a bit sick. I'm making a prediction here. Yep. The uh, Sonic the Hedgehog film will be much the same. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, Hour and a half build up, 15 minutes of actual kind of what you want to watch. And the last 15 minutes will be him collecting rings and get yeah. to the end of the level. <laughs> so, what's the point? None. Oh. Um, the film that I did watch, which will make Stu Miller's head explode uh it won the oscar last year for the best film this year even for it came out last year but it won the oscar this year for the best film it's called the shape of water is this the one that um, is basically kind of directed by his favoritist ever person guermo del toro yes yeah. who i like pan's labyrinth that he did and pacific rim i enjoyed but i'm not a hellboy i thought was okay but I wasn't like, oh, hope they do another Hellboy with Del Toro. I've, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just I don't quite get Del Toro. But the the Shape of Water is about. It's a weird film. Sally Hawkins plays this woman who is mute, but she can hear, so she she just can't speak. Yeah. And it looks like it's set in the fifties. That sort of. Yeah. At- atomic era. So let's be set around then, and she's a cleaner in this sort of weird, dirty funky sort of military base and they wheel in this big uh, canister and in it is uh, just like a male mermaid basically some sort of weird oh. creature that lives underwater played by Doug Jones who's played a whole you know he's been in loads yeah. of stuff he tends to be the uh, the one who's not Andy Serkis yeah. <laughs> it's like we need a creature person is Andy available? No alright well we need to get Doug Jones because he can do it just as well um, <laughs> and it's a, it's a love story between them so effectively, it's a film about bestiality, really, and it's a bit odd. Mm. But the, the film is gorgeous to look at, but you think, I, I don't really know why. What's the point? <laughs> the sub- subject's a little um, odd. Yeah, and it's just a bit. I don't know. Annette and I were both at the end of it going. I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Give it the Oscar for the the product design the you know yeah. the, the uh, what do you call it production design that's the word it does look gorgeous the music's fine the acting performance is fine the storyline's just like uh, okay woman doesn't like man mermaid being mistreated decides to help man mermaid who's not not really a monster and is quite nice anyway okay <laughs> there you go that's your storyline it's like uh, <laughs> okay Oh, so, so that's hmm. yeah, exactly. So that was a bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I think um, I may just kind of put that one on the back burner. Yeah, it's one of those. If you've got films that you really want to watch, and then you've got a pile of films where do you know what? When I've run out of films I really want to watch, and there's Netflix ain't working, maybe that's I'll go to that, that pile, pile and <laughs> yeah. 
possibly, yeah, I'll go on, I'll watch that. It'll kill an hour and a half or two hours or whatever. I would say The Shape of Water's on that. I'm, I'm sure Stu's like, you're out of your mind. But now he knows what I feel like when I listen to his reviews of pretty much any film that he's watched. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Sort of similar. But it's I'm going to uh, two years. <laughs> it will. I don't. I don't. I've never known Stu to cry, but uh, no, it'd be me. Uh, my the highlight of my film watching week. So we're we're sitting downstairs in the living room last night, and it got to about half eleven, I think, and and I'd been watching something or other on on one channel or or the DVD player or something like that. We yeah. pressed stop, and on the TV channel, underneath whatever we were watching, was Rocky Four. Oh. And it was just starting at the montage where he's in Russia, or as we like to call it, Vancouver, Canada, where they filmed it all. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, Annette, can we watch the last bit of Rocky Four, please? I sat there till about midnight watching the training montage, both yeah. of them, and then followed by the fight with Dolph Lundgren. And then we switched off before the, the everybody can change the Cold War speech yeah. to Russians. But my God, that film's amazing. <laughs> it just took me right back to being a kid because like films watching it for the first time kind of thing yeah well and even watching it for the umpteenth time because it's I don't know I don't know what it is about films nowadays films nowadays seem very very polished mm. they're I know all they're all I don't know it looks like they've been test screened and they've been written and we've tweaked and we've changed that and we've done this and we've done that and yet films in the 80s you just you watch them and you go I can see it's flaws but how it's great I love it I don't yeah. know. It's just something different about films, certainly from the 70s and 80s, I would think, where yeah. they just look a bit more raw Definitely. than they do nowadays. Yep. Um, so we started um, watching Rocky Four, and it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh, I think. So the, you know, I've watched so many screeners, Blu-rays, <laughs> everything, and the highlight of my movie-watching week was whatever was on ITV3 from oh. half 11 till 12 o'clock. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know if I should be sad or happy. <laughs> I was happy because I remember I said to Annette, I said, this film, Rocky Vore, this is one of the best and most memorable cinema experiences I've ever had because everybody was stamping their feet. They were cheering. Nowadays, I do my head and be like, we just shut up and try to watch film. But as a kid, it's like, this is amazing. But it was like being at an actual boxing match. Yep. And then every time I see Rocky Four, it just takes me right back to that. And I'm like, that doesn't happen nowadays. Somebody sat there on the bloody phones or yep. whatever. So it's, it's kind of weird. We had one at work this week that uh, will have you kind of gawping, should we say. It had mm-hmm. me um, overheard from uh, one of the other kind of banks of desks in the office. Yep. Um, bearing in mind, yeah, I'm probably one of the older people in the office. Mm-hmm. So... You know, the ages range from kind of um, one of the guys who I won't mention his name is in his early 60s down to people that are quite literally just straight out of school. But on the other bank, on the, one of these banks of desks, some of the, this one person who I'd probably say mid-20s and I would like to have thought quite intelligent, um, basically dropped the bombshell of... He's never watched Jaws, and he's never watched um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and he didn't know what the hell they were. See, Rocky Horror Picture Show could possibly just let him slide on that. Yeah. But Jaws? Yeah. How does that even... How has he got to that age? I've no idea. 
How has he not been put into care or something through neglect? But it's <laughs> not the first time this has happened. On the, that bank of desks, you know, there's people that chirp up with things like that weekly. And you just, I, I literally stood up and stared dumbfounded at him. <laughs> I can only hazard that they're lying. That's no. pretty much. No. How can they not have seen Jaws? I have no idea. Did he not but go he, to school? <laughs> They've not been taught these things. But he, uh, he's probably seen clips, but yep. he's never watched the film. That's bizarre. Why? Guess what he's getting for Secret Santa? <laughs> 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 About 18 copies of Jaws, probably. Oh, but yeah, it, it, like I say, other people have done the same with like other films. And yeah, I'm, on a weekly basis, I'm left staring dumbfounded at one or one or more of them. Yeah, I mean, Luckily, several of the others come to my defence, and it's a case of, you know, we kind of start quoting lines and scenes and what have you. But <laughs> I mean, there's a list of films that I haven't seen. I think I did one on a podcast at one point where I've never seen The Sound of Music, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Seven Samurai, um, Seven Seal, unfortunately, I have seen, but yeah. <laughs> I can't erase that one. But there is, there's a lot of the classic ones that I've never seen. But I'm I'm trying to catch up on them. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen my life as a courgette, so you know. But it, it, it's it, I think it is kind of quite indicative, though, that the younger generation really haven't looked at too many things pre kind of two thousand. No, they don't, and that's why the you know I love Scarface, which is a remake of a thirties film or whatever, and there's people who love the Al Pacino one because they've yeah. got sense and they know movies and they hear that they're on about remaking Scarface again and they lose their mind yeah. and they go oh why are they remaking it and I get that however with Scarface you can't really bitch that they're remaking the Al Pacino one because Al Pacino one was a remake or, or The Thing or whatever that's a remake yeah. um, but you ask the people who are like the mid-twenties and stuff like that like you mentioned have you seen the original one and they usually go no I haven't seen it. It's crazy. We're horrified because we're like, how the hell can you not seen Jaws? But <laughs> just because they haven't. That's, I suppose that's the equivalent of us not having seen something from the 50s or something. I don't know. But I mean, we, is it though? Because a lot of the things from the 50s, again, going back to the fact that there was a lot less exposure to things when we were kids. Like say, you had yeah. the three stroke four TV channels and, you know, three stroke four screens at the local cinema. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's literally things from the, uh, you know, kind of 50s and 40s and 60s. I mean, my dad basically used to watch all the John Waynes and things like that. So I've got exposure to that. And the earlier ones like that, you know, okay, I'd never watched Casablanca, which, you know, I'm similar with you on that. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of the other ones from the 40s and 50s, you know, and early 60s, you know, know, it's a wonderful life and what have you. You know, we've been exposed to those. Yeah, I mean, that one I sought out. Yeah. Uh, It's a wonderful life because every time it would end up at the top of a list. I'm like, you know what? I need to see what this is about. And I didn't think I would like it, but it is one of the most heartwarming films ever, isn't it? And like you say, I mean, you know, around kind of holiday times when I was younger, um, you know, you always got, like, say, the likes of Poseidon Adventure, Tower and Inferno, Sound of Music, you know, uh, The Sting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the early airport films. Oh, I loved all that. I saw Airport 80 
or Airport 79, as it was called in some places, the Concorde one at the cinema. Yeah. So it's like, wow. So yeah. like you say, you know, it's a case of kids nowadays, or should I say now young adults nowadays, yeah. have not seen a lot of all the old classics. No, they haven't. That's because they're too busy. And I maintain this. It's like with Netflix, you can choose to watch whatever. Mm. So if you want to watch 10 seasons of Geordie Shore or or yeah. Love Island or whatever, you can choose to watch that. When we were growing up, like we were when Annette and I went on holiday to the Canary Islands, we yeah. put the TV on and, well, Devil Wears Prada's on. Oh, I guess we'll watch that then. Discovered a gem of a movie. Yeah. Or, you know, we would put the TV on and it would be a David Attenborough program. So you go, oh, guess I'll have to learn something then. But nowadays people can choose what they watch. And if they don't yeah. want to learn anything uh, useful, they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. So as great as YouTube and Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff is, it's also kind of not good. Yeah. I mean, like uh, you say, you know, kids nowadays, the fact that they've not seen things like Jaws... Yeah, you know, okay, to be a little more, I don't know, mainstream, never seen a Dirty Harry film or, you know, yep. kind of you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Things like that, you know, the things that were the classics when we were. Well, Annette's never seen the good, the bad and the ugly or any other Fistful movies. She will watch them because they're on the shelf. But I mean, in her defense, it's because she was never a fan of Westerns. Yeah. Same with musicals. I'm sure there's some decent musicals out there. Great Showman, uh, Sweeney Todd. But for the like, for the general thing, I'm not a fan of musicals, so I avoid them. So Annette yeah. avoided westerns, but has then since seen Wyatt Earp, um, Unforgiven. So now has Wild Bunch. So now doesn't look at a film and judge it by its genre. So yeah. we will be watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly for full of dollars for a few dollars more at some point. But uh, she'd never yeah, seen it. Yeah, Lord Josie Wills. Outlaw Josie Wales was one of the other ones that we'd watched. Um, and she's oh, I don't like Westerns. Watch that. It's actually a really good film. Yes, it is. Because yep. not every Western <laughs> is just cowboys versus Indians, is it? It's, exactly, yeah. It's people. Uh, there is a woman at my day job who's probably she's mid-50s, I think she is. Never seen Forrest Gump. Wow. Because we were chatting, we mentioned it. And she went, I've never seen that film. What do you mean you've never seen it? Everybody turns on people, don't they? What do you mean you've never seen Jaws? Get out. Yes. Um, well, like, what do you mean you've never seen Forrest Gump? I've just never seen it. How could you not have seen it? What's the matter with you? Go home now. Book a holiday. Go home and watch Forrest Gump. And she said, I just I just never fancied it. We're like, you will like it. There's certain yeah. films that you can go, you will like that film. Shawshank, yeah. Leon, yeah, Forrest Gump, um, things like that. You go, pretty much everybody will like that film. Jaws. Yeah. Have you ever yep. found anybody that's watched Jaws? It went, that's crap. No. I know someone that wouldn't watch Jaws because he's scared to death of it. See, but that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, would he watch it and then go, that was a terrible film and it was really poorly made? No. He wouldn't watch it. He'd probably <laughs> he bury his head behind a pillow or whatever. Well, there is Deep Blue Sea 2, which you can uh, get him to watch. That's pretty <clears throat> new, newly released. So that's <laughs> his secret Santa presence sorted for this year. Well, his teenage son keeps showing him trailers for things like, uh, you know, 40 Fathoms, 47 Fathoms Down or whatever it is. Yes. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> uh, second unit directed by James Nunn, who worked on Allies. There you yeah. go. Everything's <laughs> connected to Dominic Burns. So, yeah, he, literally his son trolls him and shows him trailers for shark movies. Wow. I bet Shark Tale with Will Smith doing the voiceover. <laughs> that's a good place to start, isn't it? Finding Nemo? Yeah. That, maybe. Okay it's, a with CG, it's a CG shark. Yeah, um, 
but yes, so how could that person not have seen Jaws? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've not watched any amazing movies this week. So, but that's okay, because I'm sure next week I'll watch something. Swings and roundabouts. Uh, you might watch I, three amazing ones next week. I may. I hope so. I did pick up, which I've not managed to watch yet, it's the special edition Blu-ray of Firestarter, Ooh. which has come out, which has got the Blu-ray and the DVD. It's got two commentaries. It's got a one-hour making of. It's got a 15-minute interview with one of the people at a Tangerine Dream. I think his name begins with a J. I've forgotten his Johannes name. Johannes That's the one. So he talks about how his involvement with Tangerine Dream and how they got yeah. involved in the Firestarter score. It's also got a few small art cards, not as big as the Fast and the Furious one, and also a reasonable-sized poster of Firestarter. So that was not Ooh. too bad. Um, <laughs> it, I pre-ordered it on Amazon. I think it was like 22 quid for this thing, and it dropped through, and it was like 14 quid. So that's not bad for a, a collector set of Firestarter. So at some point, I want to sit down and watch the making of that once I find the time. So, um, are you ready for what next week's topic will be? Go on, hit me. Right. Not well, literally. we previous. I can't. You're in a totally different. I can't be bothered leaving the house. It's too damn warm. <laughs> um, too we, hot. we did the 1980 to 1984. You're trying to set this up to make me think that it's 85 to 89, and then you're going to change it, aren't you? Nope. It is 1985 to 1989. Ooh. Sounds like an easy topic. No, I discovered this hell last of a night. lot. <laughs> but because we're going to have the same caveat as we did for the first one. Yep, nothing st- too mainstream. St- strip out the major movies. Yeah, and I struggled on that last night because I'm thinking, right, what did I watch? Um, and we'll probably repeat some of this next week when we're doing it because we just will. Um, <laughs> and it was like, what can I put? Well, Rambo came out, but no, that's big. Can't put that. Um, we had the Indiana Jones Last Crusade. No, that was big. We got the, the Batman movie. No, that was big. Uh, Rocky Four. No, that was big. Everything Running Man. Big. <laughs> it was like, did I watch anything that wasn't a massive hit? And it turned. It took me a little while to start building up a list of films that weren't massive. Yeah. That were between those years, and I think currently the first draft of my list, I think, is about nineteen twenty. I need to get it down to ten. With maybe a few honourable mentions, but it's it is hard work because yeah. if you look at the big films that came out, it's pretty much dominated. The, you know, Lethal Weapon, big. Die Hard, big. Predator, nope. Dirty Dancing, nope. <laughs> it's all these films you go, got one? No, I haven't. Got one? Nope. That's gone too. Oh, you know, Gremlins two, nope. <laughs> so it's uh, it is quite hard work. Oh, so that's the topic we shall tackle for next week so if Rob's still listening which he should be because he should still be hard at work listening to podcasts if you want to take the challenge and we need and don't tell me in advance because it ruins the whole dynamic of the podcast (laughs) Um, top 10 smallish films that we've probably forgotten about that were released between 1985 and 89 inclusive there you go so (laughs) that's the one so we shall tackle that next week uh neil feel free to dm me your suggestions or if anybody's listening actually just dm me your your things i'm sure a lot of people will go predator no it's a big film get lost it needs to be a a lesser known film so that people can go holy crap i'd forgotten about that 
See, I had to actually troll the internet and look for lists of films that came out. And I'm like, oh, God, that came out in that year. Brilliant. That's on my list. So I was yeah. very, very... And it made me remember these films. And it made me think, do you know what? I need to rewatch those. Oh. So I'm quite happy. It's quite a lot. Well, this is it. I'm trying to think on uh, 85 at the moment. And, uh, yeah, there's some... I don't know. There's some good ones. I mean, like you say, there's some big ones that you try and avoid. Mm. Like the plague, but... Yeah, because yep. like you say, you can't really do that. But yeah, but some also some absolute crackers in there. There's some great ones, and I'm fully expecting next week to go. I've got this one. You're like, nope, it's a big film. I've, I've <laughs> gone through the list and I've taken out anything that I deem was a major film because uh, <laughs> I think I had Over the Top by Stallone in there, and I'm like, pretty sure Stallone was massive. Mm around that time so that got bumped out the list even though it probably wasn't a massive success and like nope dump it get rid yeah so obviously there's no lethal weapons diehards predators nope. you know there's no um i can't think of that there's no the ramble shit. first blood part the twos in there there are some that are kind of on the cusp you know you kind of think okay that was a fantastic film but would it be classed as big well, bring it to the table, and then we shall judge it next week. Because I'm pretty sure I've got a couple in there that may get booted out. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they were huge films. But they might well. There's no Top Gun in there, for example, because oh. that was huge. Um, what else? I can't remember. But I sat down last night with a, a pen and a piece of paper, just writing yeah. down loads of films. I don't want to tell you what is on my list, because it defeats the whole point. But there was a few on there where I'm like, God, I haven't seen that for a decade. This is it. You start thinking, and it, it is one of those that you kind of think, Jesus, I need to watch that again. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Doing that list last night, there's at least six films where I'm like, I need to get that. <laughs> I need to get that and rewatch that film because I loved it. Because so around I'm- 85 to 89, I'd, and we'll cover where we were in life, just like we did on that one. Yeah. But 85 to 89 was the round of time I started collecting my own VHS library. Yeah. So some of these films I picked up. And then just rewatched them to death because I only had about ten films originally yeah. at the time. So yeah, there's a few decent ones in there, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see if you've got some that match up to mine. There are a couple I'm thinking, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to go on Bob's list, but well, we shall cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, I mean, are we doing the same as we did last time, where it's basically a case of, you know, I mean, I, I did the ones two from each year with like, yeah, you know, and then we got to do a couple of honourable mentions, didn't we? Yeah. So yep. I'm, I might try and limit that to do the same. So you, two from 85, two from 86. Okay. So, yeah, yeah it's like I say, it's going to be hard. Well, that's why I'm sort of doing it a week in advance. Yeah. Like none, none of this, oh, uh, it's Thursday now. On Sunday, let's do this topic. This is a, I need to spend a whole week actually coming out with this and going, yep, yeah. nope, can't have a karate kid. That's too big. Get lost. <laughs> so. <laughs> It will be fun. So a top ten, maybe five honourable mentions if you choose to. Yeah. Um, can we, is Midnight Run, is that a big film? It had De Niro in it. I don't know. That's I don't think that, that time. I don't think that start, stats as a big film because it wasn't big at the box office. So. No, that can go on both our lists. <laughs> yeah, probably will. Because <laughs> that, was, that was one I'd forgotten about. I'm just yeah. thinking what came out in those years. Oh, yeah, Midnight Run came out in those years. <laughs> So we can put that on, and then uh, if anybody decides it was a box office behemoth, then we can kick it off. But I don't think it was. Yeah, I think I'm with you on this one. It's going to be a tough one. It is. 
So that's our topic for next week, anyway. So would uh, like and hope, hopefully you'll have managed to watch something. I'm aiming to. Um, I, I'm. I will give you fair warning, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you may. I may ask you to speak quietly next weekend. Why? Well, it's my weekend off, and as far as I'm not on call, and I don't. You're going out drink. You're going out drinking, aren't you? I'm planning on going out drinking on the Saturday, so. Oh. Uh, so I may not be in the best of uh, mental state. So if next week's podcast is just me reading out a list of the films I've got and Bob me doesn't grunting. show up, then I'll, I'll know oh, no, why. I'll be there. Yes. Good. <laughs> I will be there. It's just like I say, I'm giving you fair warning that it may be a case of watch out. <laughs> Definitely. Bacon sandwiches and lots of coffee. Exactly, yeah. Um, Paracetamol. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a plan. And plenty of water, you know, rehydrates. Definitely, I think that's what I need to do now because it's just too damn warm. Tell me about it. Yeah, I've actually so, yeah. finished all three glasses. Yeah. Well, I've uh, <laughs> really in the, in the duration of the podcast. Yeah, like wow. I say, I have. I mean, you know the size of coffee mugs that I have. Yes, that's empty. I had a pint of water. That's empty. I had a tumbler that was half full with a single malt. That's empty. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, yeah. Luckily, like I say, though, I think I'm, this is where I might have the edge on you. I've got a fan on me at the moment. Well, I did, but the problem is it would have drowned out the audio because it would be... <laughs> and I'm like, nope, can't do that. So I'm, I'm sitting in a, a darkish room. I've got two computers on. Yeah. So can, you know, I've got notes <laughs> and stuff. I'm watching TweetDeck on one and the, the laptop is recording the podcast because I had lights on before and it was just heating the room up and I'm like I can't do it so the fans are off the windows open the blinds are open the window itself's open yep. the lights are off fans off so it's kind of cooling down here yeah um we did buy or say we but Annette bought this it's like an insert for a pillow I don't know if you've ever seen these but they're basically like cooler bags oh uh, yeah I know what you mean yeah you get them from Asda they're about 9 quid yeah. they're great you put oh. them in the fridge and then you take it out and you put it in your pillow and it gives your head keeps your head cool. Yeah. So she's apparently loving that. Well, I must admit, one of the things that I've sort of decided, I mean, you know my personal situation at the moment. Yes. And one of the things, like say, is some point probably later this year, early next year, I will be moving house. One of the things that this weather has definitely made me um, decide on is yep. basically wherever I go, I'm going to get either lots of ceiling fans or um, aircon put into the computer room and the bedroom. Hell yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've got to be cool. Exactly. I took some ice cubes out of the freezer earlier on, dropped them into the glass, and before they hit the bottom of the glass, they turned into steam. That's how warm, <laughs> <laughs> That's how warm it was in this house. It was not good. I'm like, what? Oh. Before I even got the drink in, it's like, that's not even... Yeah. I've got four little bottles of water that are actually in the freezer at the minute, and I will take those to work tomorrow. Yeah. You know, solid blocks of ice, and within about an hour, there'll be warm water. So, yeah. Oh, but, not uh, good. Yeah, it's, it's crazy weather. Well, this is it. It's a case of one of the things that I saw on Facebook, and it made me think, was um, basically uh, there was a picture there of, I think it was a kid that had been scalded with water, hot water. They'd basically been playing out and, of course, turned on the hose pipe. Yeah. But the whole, you know, there'd been water in the hose pipe in the sun. No. 
Oh so my god. It's basically that water can get up to, you know, 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. If not more. And I think they said it, basically the kid had been hit by 140 or something, if not more. Oh god. And so, yeah. Okay, not boiling, but very, hot very enough. Hot. And you'd think of the speed that it's going to come out as well. Yeah. So, like I say, yeah, anyone out there that's listening, please, if you're going to use kind of garden hoses, Play it onto the street first until it runs Isn't cold. It? Isn't it? It's just yeah. we have no people here in this country have no clue how to deal with cold weather or hot weather. No. The amount of lobster people you see wandering around who've decided I'm just gonna sit in a beer garden for three hours and get drunk with, with no top on yep. and they just cremate themselves and end up looking like a human torch. It's yep. nuts or the extreme with the cold. Oh, there's an inch of snow, I can't <laughs> get to work. Yep. Well, I must admit, I, I will try and get up to see you this week because I'm going to have to give you a laugh. In okay. in light of the fact that I am planning on, like I say, you know, I'm going away with em, taking Emily away for a week shortly. Yes. Um, basically, I decided I'd better get myself a hat, sun hat. Hey. So <laughs> I will let you have a laugh at me in a hat. Fantastic. I look forward <laughs> to giggling at your hat wear. <laughs> I'm sure it'll brighten your day in kind of a funny way. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I've got my uh, on. Well, as we round this one up, my coming up week, uh, I'm in work on Monday, nine till six, which isn't too bad. So I get home and watch a bit of TV that may include a zucchini or a courgette movie. Yes. Who knows? Probably won't, <laughs> to be honest, but you never know. Uh, Tuesday, we're off because we're going to the dentist. Yay. Can't freaking wait. Um, and I've also got late morning my telephone consultation for my blood pressure. So, Ooh. Um, which apparently is non-urgent because the, the the medical people left a voicemail for me going, uh, can you phone us back? I'm like, oh, shit, what's up? Here we go. Yeah. And uh, I phoned them back and said, all right, well, we need to make an appointment for you. Uh, it is a non-urgent one. Is that okay? I'm like, uh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. non-urgent. I'd get more worried if it was urgent. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Yeah, it's like, just put the phone down and come in now. You need to show up quickly. Yeah. Uh, no, can't wait an hour. I'd have been a bit worried about that. But yeah, yeah it's non-urgent. <laughs> so I'm guessing that would just be, it's a little bit high. Cut yeah. out the stuff that's making it high. So, you know, <laughs> do, do do less stress. I was going to say, you, do need less to, work. you need um, to rework that one. You said cut out the things that are making you high. Oh, yes. Like <laughs> life. Yay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll, we'll see. We'll see what that telephone call is, but uh, yeah. hopefully everything's okay on that. I hope so too. Would be fine. Well, I am going to round this episode out. I think it's like 425, I think it might be. Yeah. Um, I heard Annette show up from work about 40 minutes ago, so I'm going to go say hi to her. Yes. And uh, then she will just ask that age-old question going, so what did you and Bob talk about? Which is not easy because we've been talking for an hour and a half. So I could either just say, look, just listen to it. I was going to say, yeah, you want to know what we were talking about? Listen to the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then you'll hear everything because I I, I genuinely can't remember after times. What did you talk about? I can't remember now because I already talked about it. It's not scripted. No. Everything we do at the most that we have as a plan is yeah. like you've got from next week. It's because of, you know, your task is we're doing, you know, 10 yeah. movies from 85 to 89. We are. You know, yeah. that's, that's literally kind of the top end of, you know, as, as in-depth as it goes on our scripting. Yeah, I mean, any show notes <laughs> I have, I have, like, Jim Carrey starring in Sonic Hedgehog movie. Yeah. Um, 
Equalizer Two trailer out. Yeah, and then I have a list of films that I've watched, yeah, and then the topic. Points, that's it. So, yeah. That's my. That's that is the complete <laughs> yeah. scale of my. I'm not going to say scripting talents because I have actually written three films. So if that's <laughs> the le- if that's the level of my script writing, then everybody wants the Kickstarter money back. But uh, yeah, but like you say, yeah, it's a case of the actual podcasts are pretty much off the cuff. So my Q and A panels, I've got one in three exactly. weeks. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's uh, crazy. Living on the edge, I'm like that tightrope dude out of the walk. Well, like I say, I'll be there filming for you. Fantastic! I look forward to it. <laughs> so it will be. And then, That's assuming well, you gonna... want me filming you. Oh no, I do because David <laughs> Hughes, the writer director of the film, isn't going to be there. He's going to be out of the country. So I'm like, well, we'll get it filmed and then I'll send it to you. Excellent. So obviously, don't film the movie. There's no, no point. No, no, seen, no. Well, the he's Q&A. seen the film. Yeah, he's seen the film. He doesn't need yeah. to see that. But uh, you will be the the cameraman for the day. So I was going to say, how are we going to do that? Yeah, me walking in carrying a camera. You can't bring that in here. It's like, oh, no, this is the Q&A. it's like I can because I know him. So yeah. no, I'll, sort, I'll sort that out with the yeah. PR people. I'll be like, look, this is how wonderful we are as an organization. <laughs> he bought a ticket. He bought the last ticket. That's how yep. nice. Donating money to the cause, let him in with the camera. Um, but that'll be fine. So. Like I say, you know, we're not going to be filming the film. We're going to be filming the Q&A. No, you don't need to film the film. It'll be out on ah. DVD a few weeks after. So Exactly. I'm looking forward you know. to seeing it. Like I say. It's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I've seen it on a very small screen. As, uh, so now we're going to see it on a very big screen. I'm looking forward to it. So I'll be I'll be watching it going, right, I need to ask Will Miller stuff. What yeah. do I need to ask him? So I'm quite glad I've already seen it. Yeah. Because now I can go, right, I need to ask him shit. <laughs> what am I going to ask him? Because <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watch a film, I just watch it as a film fan and yeah, enjoy the film. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to watch it and go, right, I need to ask him you know, about his facial hair or something. So <laughs> Who knows? But it'll be fun. Yes. It will be fun. Right, well, Bob, I shall let you go for now. Okie dokie. Thank you very, uh, very much. Thank you very much. Always fun. I, <laughs> exactly. Always fun. I'm going to get this online on Monday, I think. I'm going to do it when I get back in at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. So, Rob, you're not going to listen to this on a Monday, pal. You can listen to it on a Tuesday, like uh-huh. everybody else. So there you go. Give Shout outs f- to Rob and uh, Neil and Tracy and all the rest. Just, just everybody that listens. I don't know who listens. That's the cool thing. I really wish like everybody that listened sent me a message, but then I don't because if I only got four messages, I'd be sad. Yeah. But, Shout out uh, to Stu Miller who's missing, and of course uh, Velvety who's also oh, oh, done the um, you know set as a task before now. Oh yes, my launch does like her um, her podcasts exactly. Yeah. So and uh, she's a massive fan of Danny Dyer. So do check out if you see it. There's a, a meme. He was on Good Evening Britain the other night. I don't know if you've seen this, Bob. Oh, yeah, Funny. where he basically um, tore a strip out of... Um, David Cameron. Yeah. The big, it um, was amazing. He went, twat. It was fantastic. <laughs> where is he? A twat. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That's exactly what you want from Danny Dyer, just being obvious. Being himself. Exactly. So yeah. bless him. Um, but, yes, so do find that meme if you've not seen it. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I shall chat to you tomorrow, Bob. I look forward to it. Like I say, I won't be emailing you from work. I'll be emailing you from working at home. You will indeed. <laughs> look for, I'll look forward to it. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Speak to you soon. Thanks a lot and bye for now. Bye bye. Bye.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.